This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. If you enjoy listening to The Blueprint, would you please take a few minutes to hit the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are listening on, and then leave us a review and a comment on the Apple Podcast app. This will help us reach more people as Apple promotes podcasts with more reviews and comments. This is the third episode of a three-part series on the science of productivity. In this episode, I'll be discussing simple behaviors and tools you can use to improve your productivity. Let's dig in. Let's quickly recap the primary themes of the first two episodes in this series. In the first episode, we discussed ultradian rhythms, how our body has a natural rise and fall in alertness and focus every 90 minutes, and how we can structure our day to take advantage of this. In the second episode, we discussed your environment and the impact that clutter, temperature, light, and noise have on your ability to sustain focus. If you missed those two episodes, I highly recommend going back and listening to them before you dive into this one. They're short and very tactical. Today, I want to talk about the practical behaviors you can implement into your daily routine to improve productivity. To me, productivity comes down to two things, having the energy to put into the work and maintaining focus and attention for a considerable amount of time. Let's say multiple 90-minute ultradian rhythms so that you can actually solve complex problems and knock stuff off your to-do list. I want to start with what I consider to be one of the most important behaviors in your life that will improve energy, focus, and your capacity to learn, and that is sleep. Getting adequate sleep, which is around seven to nine hours for adults, dramatically enhances concentration, focus, problem solving, creativity, judgment, you name it. It is that important. And sleep restriction, that's like sleeping less than seven hours a night, impairs performance and has been equated to performance impairments caused by alcohol intoxication. Following 18 hours of sustained wakefulness, cognitive and psychomotor performance decreases to that of a person with a blood alcohol content of 0.05. After 21 to 24 hours of sustained wakefulness, performance drops to the level equivalent of a blood alcohol content of 0.08. That's the legal limit in all states and 0.1 respectively. So 21 hours, it's 0.08. 24 hours, it's 0.1. This data reveals how relatively moderate levels of fatigue can be a risk factor for activity of daily living, such as like driving your car. Now imagine how this impacts focus and attention. It's not a badge of honor to grind 12 to 15 hours a day and constantly be burning the midnight oil. It's really counterproductive. I've done an entire episode on this, so if you want to go down the rabbit hole, please go check that out. But I want to reiterate one behavior that you need to do every day. And this will help set up restful and fulfilling sleep and your ability to fall asleep. And that's early morning sun exposure. I know you've heard me talk about this before, but it is so important because what sun exposure does is it entrains your circadian clock. We talked about that in the first episode. It increases energy and alertness during the day and allows you to fall asleep at night. Also, frequent sun exposure during the day helps keep that circadian clock entrained and it'll keep you alert. Think about it. Light is an alerting signal. So I recommend not just going out first thing in the morning and getting 10 to 15 15, 20 minutes, maybe in little intervals, which you should do, but also stepping outside frequently throughout the day to keep your circadian clock entrained and to maintain alertness. Now, let's talk about naps for a second. I want to formally end nap shaming right here, 
right now. Naps are a high performance habit that you should implement daily. Unequivocally, naps reduce sleepiness and improve cognitive function. Short naps of five to 15 minutes have an immediate impact on cognition. These improvements are transient, which means they only last for one to three hours, which is totally fine, is maybe that's all you really need to power through a specific hard work project, or maybe you have a big meeting coming up and you want to make sure that you're really focused and really keyed in. Longer naps, greater than 30 minutes, can impact cognitive performance for many hours, but for some people they can come with sleep inertia or that groggy feeling that you get when you wake up. I suggest that you keep your naps to less than 30 minutes and you shouldn't shy away from them as research indicates that frequent nappers have greater benefits than those that rarely nap. I don't know the mechanism why, but that's what the research says and it kind of makes sense. If it's something that's in your routine, it's not going to throw you off and it's gonna be something that you're used to doing and you should be able to wake up and hit the ground running. All you need is a 10 to 15 minute period where you can rest. Close your eyes. It's not necessary to fall asleep. You just need to rest. Now I want to talk about caffeine and stimulants. First of all, I'm not a fan of energy drinks as they are neurotoxic. And if you want more information on that, listen to my episode with neuroscientist Dr. Allison Brager. It will shock you, but these things are not good for you. They actually lead to fatigue and actually can impact things like depression. But caffeine in the correct dose and timed appropriately can positively impact cognitive performance and focus. Here's the thing. You don't need much. According to Dr. Brager, 200 milligrams is the maximum doses you should be consuming to improve alertness and focus. Just understand that caffeine doesn't replace sleep, nor does it fully restore all decrements when sleep is in a restricted state. So if you're sleeping under six or seven hours a night consistently, taking caffeine is not going to completely restore your cognitive function to where you would be if you were well rested. But if you find yourself in a predicament where like your kid was up all night or life happened, then it's something you should look into if that's something that your body can handle and your doctor approves. According to a paper in Neuroscience and Biobehavioral Reviews titled, A Review of Caffeine's Effect on Cognitive, Physical, and Occupational Performance, demonstrates that following low doses of caffeine to moderate doses of caffeine, that's like 40 milligrams, let's say 200 milligrams, alertness, vigilance, attention, reaction time, and attention improve. But less consistent effects are observed on memory and higher order executive functions such as judgment and decision making. So caffeine can't replace naps, but it can help bump up your level of alertness and attention if you're dragging a bit. I would avoid caffeine six to eight hours prior to bedtime. For some people, it's up to 10, but two cups of coffee or some tea can help sharpen your focus when you need it. If you consume caffeine prior to a nap, caffeine acts as an adenosine receptor antagonist and will lower the pressure for sleep so you won't feel as tired. Remember, adenosine accumulation in the basal forebrain leads to an increase in sleep pressure, this hunger for sleep. And so by consuming caffeine, you lower that pressure for a short period of time and you'll feel more alert. But before you consider caffeine, you should really take a look at your hydration. This seems like a no brainer, but even minor dehydration of one to 2% of body weight can impair your mental performance. So if you weigh 180 pounds, dehydration of 1.8 pounds can impact visual vigilance or your ability to maintain visual alertness. Dehydration can increase fatigue and it actually increases stress and anxiety. So as a simple rule of thumb, hydrate early and often. If your urine is a dark color like tea, you are dehydrated. It should be clear or light yellow. Unless you just took a bunch of vitamins, in that case, you may be peeing darker yellow for a while, but it should be closer to that clear spectrum. 
So I'm drinking constantly throughout the day, and I've mentioned this before, I like to add, sometimes add a little sea salt or zero calorie electrolytes, as that also helps improve cognition. Now in the last episode, we discussed ambient noise, and although the literature points to the fact that ambient noise is a distraction and reduces productivity, I've been using an interesting app lately called Indole. I've been actually using it for about nine months and it's the first music or I'm really going to say sound that I've been able to listen to while working. Like I'm one of those folks that listening to music is not going to help. It's going to be a massive distraction. But Endel creates AI generated soundscapes that adapt in real time to inputs like heart rate, weather, and location. It actually visually shows you where your current ultradian cycle is at, and I sometimes use that to plan my work breaks. Their soundscapes also work as a sound mask to make distracting sounds less audible. It's a fascinating technology, and if you have an Apple Watch, I highly recommend you check it out. It's really interesting. It's not like any music you've ever heard, and it's adjusting to your body. I find it useful. I keep it very, very low in the background when I'm doing these 90-minute sprints, and I also uh, put a timer on it, so I kind of know like, hey, I'm 45 minutes into the sprint. I'm 60 minutes in the sprint. It's been super helpful. I hope this series has been beneficial for you and you feel like you have more practical tools you can implement to enhance your productivity. Also, if there are certain subjects you'd like for me to discuss or specific guests you may want me to have on, I would love for you to take a few minutes and fill out the survey in our show notes. I'd love your feedback as we are constantly looking for ways to improve the podcast. The only way we can do that is by feedback from you. Well, thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.